What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 498th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today is Will. I wish I could do a Yakov Smirnoff accent, but I can't. So all I can say <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> Greg knows what's going on. <laughs> in Unova, you catch monster in tall grass. In Hisui, monster in tall grass is you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go back to the 80s, kids. <laughs> it's not enough sleep. In Mother Who's the show. The Greg is here. Is you. Let's talk about this bad game. Come on. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, before we record these episodes, we don't actually talk about our feelings. So I don't actually know how Greg and Will feel about this game. Hey, here's what's going to happen. Uh, we did not do a mini-series for this game, mostly because we did not know how this game was going to be laid out. There will be a bonus episode or two later this week with some thoughts and feelings. Still not 100% sure what this is going to look like. We're, we're, we're recording this on a normal Sunday morning. I'm still doing a marathon on Twitch as we're recording this. And then uh, we'll go from there. So for this episode, if you're listening, if you tuned in right now before and you're like, I don't know if I should keep listening, uh, we're going to only talk up to Cleaver. Because I think there's more than enough to talk about. <laughs> Good, because that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all story is on the table up to Cleaver. Uh, all mechanics on the table up to Cleaver. All Pokemon on the table up to Cleaver. You know, they do the thing where... They show a bunch of new Pokemon in previews, and then you don't get any of them until yep. very far into the game. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I guess. Look, I have what I need out of the game right now. Uh, we'll, we'll try to have somewhat of a structure for this episode. Uh, I would probably call this episode like a first impressions. Uh, I have played the game for about 20 hours over the last 50-some uh, hours it's been out. I don't know what's twenty four plus times three. Been out for like three 36, days. Thirty six. Thirty six. Thirty six. Wait, no, twenty four times three is seventy two. I'm sorry. Seventy two. Yeah. yeah. Seventy two. But you haven't done the third yet. No, yeah, that's true. As of this 12. recording, I'll have another twelve hours. But you're not oh, right but now. This is so out. don't. Yeah. So as of right now, I've, I've gotten about twenty hours in. Uh, I am only at the. So I, I guess it's not a spoiler in the sense of if you look at your trainer card. There are five spots for badges, a.k.a. that's where nobles go, and you figure that out when you beat Cleaver. Yep. So there are four more nobles after Cleaver, unless the trainer card magically updates. So I can't I, even get it to update my picture, so probably <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> I, yeah. So as of this recording, I have beat the second noble, which I will not spoil. Oh, you're behind oh, wow. me, buddy. Uh, I've been doing pretty much like one noble a day, because it... Gives me a, an entire 12 hours to explore one area. So I'll, as of today, I'll be starting that third area. Five nobles equals five areas. Uh, there's a lot to this game. Uh, I have a lot of positive thoughts. I have a couple negative thoughts. I, I guess we'll start with uh, Game Freak Listen to you, Greg. They're, you know, they're always listening to the show. They're they like, th these, these three handsome... Very pretty hosts. They're they're very concerned well, about why two and a half. 
We have a cell phone in the past. <laughs> but, oh, I didn't take it as Game Freak listening to Greg. I took it as Game Freak saying to Greg words that I cannot pronounce on this program. <laughs> Look, all right. As a JRPG fan, light, long, lifelong fan of JRPGs, I appreciate that within the first three minutes of this game, they said, let's take the GR- JRPG nonsense dial and turn it up to 11 we are just going straight nonsense and i am here for it yes within the first (laughs) few minutes of that game i'm like yep sold but also it's nonsense and i'm i'm living for the nonsense but the way they did it though too like i don't know if you guys have thought about it this way but it's like everybody i'm not going to get into the ridiculousness of why would i move to a place where i'm scared of everything but everybody there is like, we don't, we don't know the whole Pokemon biz. And then you show up and you're like, I know the Pokemon I biz. I know the biz. And it's like, why do you know the Pokemon biz? Oh, because you've been transported from a different world <laughs> where Pokemon biz is a little um, more comfortable. I will say being further along the game, yeah, I am not, they just turned the nonsense up to Great. 11. <laughs> 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 there's so much I, I, I can't. I know we can't get night, into it, but there's so much I could talk about. This last game. night, Brett heard me scream, "What is going on? Why? What?" Multiple times. I I do think that we're we are getting to a point, and I I would say for me the turning point was Pokemon Masters. Where it feels a little weird. We have no voice acting. Yeah. I mm. I don't necessarily think... I, I remember there was a huge debate in the Destiny community about how your main character never talks. And they like made the main character talk. And I was like, but why? Like, I don't think he needs to. And I, I still don't think the main character needs to talk because I'm the main character. And I don't think our main character needs to talk. But at least in that opening scene where Arceus is, uh, I don't know, maybe he likes Shakespeare or something, and he's talking very, like, the art thou shall well, because that's like get teleported that and no wager big fees from my cell phone. Like, he is literally AT&T in this game. Hey. <laughs> I mean, Watch I, it. I think he's more of a Verizon, but sure. But... That Definitely that scene, T-Mobile. they're bad. I think that scene probably would have benefited the most from some voice of some sort. I mean, they made him talk. I think maybe because they made him talk in the I, movie. I I think that's a losing situation. Like ninety nine percent of the voice actors they get are are a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Like, well, didn't there people is a love very... voice acting in Fire Emblem? Wasn't that like really? Yeah, but voice. You're saying voice for a Pokemon. Voice for a Pokemon, and in particular, given how not great it is in the movies, that is more fraught, I think, with danger in the games than just not having it. I, yeah. I, it, 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 it enhances the experience maybe two percent. Yeah. That, well, that's and my thing too. Is like that's not worth it. I mean, like, but we know that the real problem is that you don't want to read any of the dialogue boxes, and right. you just want them to read to you. Yeah. Um, turn on text to speech. I think the thing I do, I would want is the thing they do in Masters, where they're like, hi, hey, okay, let's, like, I think that would actually 
be a good compromise instead of full voice acting at this point? Turn that off in Masters because it gets real annoying real quick. Oh, I really like it in Masters. Because the 14th time somebody said, hey, uh-huh, <laughs> wow, cool, oh, shut up. Not a big Ocarina of Time fan, are you? Hey. Listen. Uh-huh. Well, no. Quiet. Off. Phone sound off. Shush. If you're not going to speak to me, <laughs> don't. If if all that comes out of you is a single word or a, uh, I'm out. I feel like there's a lot of dialogue in this game. Am I wrong yeah. on that? Or do there you... is a lot of dialogue in this game. It's a story-driven game. Yeah, but I wouldn't say there's more dialogue than any other Pokemon game. Oh, I would say there there's more dialogue because there's a lot of side quests, and the side quests mm. have mm. a lot of story to them. Some of them do. I mean, like the the lady that's like, "Let me see all the Roselia." Like you're ju- you just she's like, she's, "Hey, she's, hey, hey, hey!" That's not before Cleaver. Okay, there's a person that wants all. Uh, I can't think. There's another person that wants all of us something. Uh, there's a person the that weasels. wants all of Cricketune. Cricketune, Cricketune. Like they don't say much. They're like, "I want a no. full Pokedex of Cricketune," and then they come back. And they're like, they like read the Cricketune Pokedex entry, which is whatever, and then they're like, "Well," and then they run away. And they just vanish. I mean. Sh- they have a bunch of dialogue reading that entry. Like, they all have a lot of dialogue. I don't think any of it's unnecessary, but as the side quests get more complicated, you get more dialogue and mm. you get more story because they're filling in blanks. And I very much appreciate it. And it proves to me that Pokemon could easily be an MMO. Well, we already have an MMO. A, it's called Pokemon Go. They, they create a well rounded. <laughs> It's not an MMO. World. It, massive multiplayer online game that is oh, an MMO. I'm not, not getting into this argument. We're talking about Legends Arceus. Yeah. No, I mean, but like having that dialogue is what, what creates your understanding of the world right. that you're in and the characters. Like, I was going to say, like, positive with negative. I love the fact that so many people in the town have names. Yeah. But then sometimes you go places and they don't have names. And I'm like, you ran, you didn't get that baby names book that you couldn't have given a few more yeah, people names. There are times where they run out of names. It's like galaxy team member. Really? That guy couldn't have a name. Yeah. Well, but everybody do, needs a red shirt. I, I appreciate that they, that they gave people names and it's not just like supply core member or, or, you yeah. know, garden, gardener guy. The game is, in my opinion, pretty much tutorial mode until Cleaver. Like they they continue to they continue to they continue to like hold your hand for things like at a certain point sure you can like run anywhere you want but they're still teaching you things up to Cleaver even after Cleaver they're they they're like here's what distortions are and it's like oh I've done distortions already but like the tutorial for distortions is like I haven't come across any distortions oh I've seen many of spoilers. them spoilers. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler because you can get distortions before Cleaver. I don't know you if you have to do anything specifically. Like I don't know if you need to be ranked two I, or they they happen according to star rank. According to what? Your stars. Oh, is it a certain oh, star got, level? I've, I've yeah, it's a certain star level. Three stars. Two. I'm either two or three stars at this point. 
Well, you'd have to be getting them soon. Bad, it yeah, had to be like so. three. Well, like I like, mean, I, I I've talked to people who said they've beaten the game and they're they're about five or six stars. I am mm. I am seven stars out of ten, and I Dang. at the second note because I I'm just like I'm, if I see a new Pokemon, I'm I'm catching it. I'm at five. That's that's kind of, okay. Number one, I agree with you that it is it, it is tutorial, but light tutorial. It's very right? light tutorial. Um, because at any point you can wander off, and it's like I'm out here to catch and attack a thousand Bidoof, and I'm gonna spend all day. And you can you can do it. Yeah, There's no yeah. time limit. Go enjoy yourself. And I did that. <laughs> well, you get the you, you get the like, like. There are far too many Bidoof I'm, in this world. I must remove the tutorial them. length de- depends on how willing you are to plow through to the first noble. Yeah. If you're just going to plow through and just be like, we're going to hit these things, I'm going to do no side quests. I am not going to leave the the branching path. I'm going to stay on the one road that leads me straight to it. It is not long at all. Right. Yeah. Like, you could probably get to Cleaver incredibly quickly. Or like me, it took me 10 hours to get to Cleaver. My feelings of getting into that first area, I don't even know what it's called. The first wild Obsidian area, Obsidian Field. Fields, is the same feeling I had when I got to the wild area in Sword and Shield. It's just like I can't. I want to explore all of this because over here is different than over there. I don't need to get to the first gym. I'm I'm good with what I'm good where. What is this pink laser? What is this red laser? What is this sandstorm? Like it was. It was very much that same feeling. But I could see I the opposite where people are like, oh, th- I don't want to I don't want to explore this right now. I just want to get to the first. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I was like, oh, I want to run around. I want to see everything. And then I, I had two realizations. One, I was like, this is too big. And I will. Everyone's going to complain. I'm going way too slow because <laughs> I will explore every nook and cranny and never get anywhere. And number two. I stumbled across a level forty a alpha level forty alpha yeah. Luxio and it made me cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing, buddy? Leave, leave me all alone." I was like, "No, no, no! I've got to make some more progress so this never happens again." <laughs> uh, to to back it up a little bit, the the opening like tutorial is catch these three starter Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's a really good job at like. Walk around this mini, very mini wild very area, mini. and then catch these three Pokemon. And then there, there. I do like how the characters are confused, just as you are. And if you're the girl character, you have like the Alola shirt on. It's the Lux Lux Luxury Ball Alola shirt that you actually can buy and wear in Sun and Moon. And then I think the the boy is wearing a shirt from X and Y that you can buy in the yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like really cool that they drop it down out of the sky. You can see their cell phone like flying next to them. They pick it up. It turns into the Arc phone. Which? Uh, why? Look, Arceus, just use my phone as it is. <laughs> they aren't gonna. They don't know what an Arc phone is, much less what a cell phone is. You didn't need to jank up my thirteen hundred dollar phone with your Greg. virus. I know you you're not as churchy as say someone like me has been. <laughs> but look, anytime the religions they, they gotta fancify it. Did you did you guys notice that like he tells you the end of the game right away, right? 
He goes, yeah. if you want to find me, you need to complete the Pokedex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I would count that as the end of the game. I would say that as an, an end of the game. An end. Well, yeah. yeah. I would assume well, they, that it, legend... I mean, it tells you the end goal, right? Like it says, the point of this game is to do this. Right. Yeah. The marketing is complete Hisui's very first Pokedex and his opening mm-hmm. Shakespeare is, if art thou shall find me, if thou you... shall get one of every Pokemon. <laughs> You need to stop talking about Shakespeare because you do not know what you're talking about. Number, number one. And number two, it's like, obviously, Steve has never picked up a copy of the obviously. King James Bible, never. which is written in that language. <laughs> Shakespearean? Shakespearean isn't a language. It's old no. English. That's not even old English. It's not That's even just old like English. It's just version yeah. of English. Do we want to talk about the town or do we just want to jump into the obsidian fields? Uh, well... I do want to say something about the town. A couple of things. Number one, <laughs> I found it a little frustrating when we first walk into the town and the professor's like, I know you want to talk to everybody. Don't talk to anybody. <laughs> Don't talk to anybody. Follow anybody. Me. But then everything else is like, you need to talk to everybody. Yeah. The town is much bigger than first. <laughs> it's like, when you first walk through, you're like, what? It's like, one street and one street, and then you're like, oh, yeah. wait, no, oh. No, there's, there's a couple of sides. But streets. the thing that I, and, and maybe this is something I'm perceiving that isn't going to pan out later in the game, but to me, one of the first things I thought of when I walked into Jubilife was like, wow, there aren't any Pokemon anywhere. Mm. This town is mm. empty of Pokemon. Yeah. And what I've noticed as I, especially as I'm doing the side quests, it's like, oh, I am integrating Pokemon into the life of this yeah. town. It's a very cool touch for this game. So, I, yeah, I like that because it's like my presence is changing yep. the world that well, I'm in. Your actions seem to have strong influence, which is something I think is missing from a lot of previous games that the world really doesn't change mm. off of what you do. And this, the world does really begin to change as you make, not really choices, but like as you complete things, the world changes. I guess it's a choice to not give anyone the Pokemon they're asking right. for. Like you, well, you yeah. never have to, you never have to do any of the side quests. You sorry, don't. dude. I'm you're sorry like, you're afraid to go into your house. I got life I got to live. stuff to do. <laughs> Grow up. You're the grown that, up here. <laughs> that's your problem. I Wait, think- did you guys do that one? Which one? Because the I'm afraid to go into my house at night. Yeah. I oh, is the, that the I'm one with Karen to... and she wants like Karen? She has like the no. Karen hair. Sakwan, I think is her. I don't know any of their it has names. Aqua I just, in it. I just know their I just know what future Pokemon people they're based off of. It's, I, she's the head of the construction. Yeah. Core. And she's afraid to go in her house and she's like, Can you go in and see and investigate and you there is one point where you're like at the back of the room and it's like you hear a noise at the front door and you look at the front door and it's like, I, I think I literally saw a demon <laughs> flash. <laughs> I was like, that's a little, a little too scary for kids. Hey, you're 15 in this game. Uh, true. True. They make that very clear. Very it's clear weird because in past Pokemon games, they got away from just mentioning age. I'm pretty sure Sword and Shield and Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon, they don't, they don't mention age at yeah. all. I like the, I, yeah, I like what you mentioned about the town where you, you're adding to it. 
and it's cool because like one of the guys in the house he's like i want to see uh parasect and you can give him you can give him anything you can give him a parasect you can give him a shiny parasect you can give him an alpha parasect you can give him a shiny alpha parasect and then it will stay there yeah forever i guess <laughs> i i it, i did not realize that you could go into most people's houses. <laughs> oh, because they, yeah, they don't they make don't, that clear. It's, it's, it, it looks like your standard Pokemon. These are all just fronts and not actual I, I have gone into every house. And I got like, better with that in Sword and Shield. Like in, in Nessa's town, I'm pretty sure you can go in every house, and she has a bunch of houses along the streets. I want to say there's at least 10 houses that you can actually just straight up walk into they're like the apartments next to each other yeah but you can usually see like in a pokemon yeah. game like what kind of a door you can oh walk sure, through versus sure. Right. not and there's none this, of that it's not clear but i that was like frustrating for me because i did you guys do the pickle jar yes maybe which i, I feel really bad for that geo dude um <laughs> but they're so, like because that geo dude is happy the the quest said like find this no, it wasn't the, it was the Starly. And it's like, this woman, and it said her name, wants to see the Starly. And I had it, and I was like, I don't know where she is. And it's like, before I figured out how to turn on the yeah. task tracking in the ARC phone. And I was like, I was going in every door, talking to every person. I was like, who is this woman? I don't <laughs> even remember her asking me for anything. <laughs> where are you? Uh, of all the tutorial things, I do wish they had spent a little bit of time on task tracking and putting up markers mm -hmm. uh they just sort of don't talk about that at all and it is an incredibly useful feature especially when you have many many side quests and you're like also who am i talking, who am I yeah, talking feel, to? see i feel like this game just gave you way i felt like there was way too much dialogue in how to do things because yeah, that's you. you don't like reading but here wait wait scam complete scam master do you, you know, at the end, I think it's the end of Cleavor, like right after you defeat Cleavor, they're like, your arc phone is like, oh, you can teleport to the field bases now. It's like, buddy, I've been teleporting to I've those field bases for a while. ever since I got two of them. <laughs> this is nothing you new. You have to tell me. <laughs> I've, I've been flying around this region through the magic of teleportation. Or as it shows loading screen, shadow running. Hey, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's it's very jarring to hear you both be like, "This game is this game is light on tutorial." Because I felt like I it was telling me new things constantly, and I was like, "I know, I've already done it." I I don't know what to tell you. I and I felt like like even in the dialogue of the characters talking to each other and like doing the story, I feel like they're also referencing things you can just straight up do. And that's why I was like skipping some of the dialogue because it felt like they were talking around like, oh, yeah, you can do this. And it's like, yeah, I, I know. Well, because you saw too many spoilers. You ruined I did it not for see yourself. Too many spoilers. See, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, no, you problem. watched somebody play the game. That's how yeah. you got all this info that neither of us have. <laughs> I think you're overestimating the amount of time I watch. Those Twitch streamers that got those games early, they were unbearable to watch. There's a reason they don't exist on Twitch anymore. They had their five minutes of fame. It's gone. They were, they were, uh, they were not great. They were not entertaining enough to watch. 
I do think the side quest. I, I, I always there's always like a double edged sword with me for side quests in like any game of like these are too repetitive or too boring or the rewards you're giving me are not worth the time to do. And I have this constant fear that if I'm not doing enough before the next noble that they're going to pile up. And at the end of the game, I'm going to have show trainer a starly to get one potion. And it's like, so, so I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I'm worried that I'm not doing them fast enough. And I don't want to get to the end of the game after I caught whatever many Pokemon and be like, oh, I still got to do that. Like, show the guy a tall weasel, which is like one of the first side quests you get. And very aggravating because he doesn't define what tall weasel no. means <laughs> until, until you, you try to bring him a bad one. Until you bring one. He's like, no, it needs to be above this size. Yeah. Like, you could have mentioned that at so, any point, buddy. My my counter argument to what you just said is, I mean, yes, the point of the game is to do side quests. That's it's 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 key. If you're no, Arceus told us the point of the game is to you know pay that's, his that's, his that's ATT his, fee. Look, there's the player, <laughs> there's the me, the player character motivation. <laughs> there's the king of the NPCs motivation, and then there's the various motivations that this is literature class here now. Yeah. Shakespeare, but, stop. Almost. Um, <laughs> We're getting there. No, if you're, you're nowhere doing near there. The side quests as they come, you are. You have it's giving you opportunities to complete your Pokedex and to level up your Pokemon, because it's getting you into the field to do things that you might choose to ignore unless you had to do them as a side quest. So I think that's where like one of the key benefits of doing the not pick three mushrooms. So, although then you know you find three mushrooms. Yeah, there's you know been a couple where for. like. I pick it up after what they want me to do, so I kind of have to do it again. Oh, that Buizel one's not getting done until Arceus <laughs> is sitting on my shoulder doing a tap dance, because that man, he got me so mad, he can... <laughs> I mean, I will say, the Pokedex does help with that quest. Like, I realized from what it told me that I had completed that quest. Oh, because doesn't the like some of the Pokedex is like catch five tiny ones or catch five yes. big ones, which is like a very Pokemon Go has that as well with the Magikarp and the Rattata. This is either a frustration or a feature. Okay, <laughs> uh, the old F and F. If you're if you're giving me a page in the Pokedex that says do these things uh -huh. to complete this entry. How dare you change it as I go? Do not what? add more. Oh, no. Cyndaquil is like, do this. Do, ha have it do Ember. Uh, watch it do a quick attack. And then you go back later and it's like, see it do Flame Wheel five times. And it's like, excuse me. That is that wasn't just there. for the starter? No, no, no. All no. of them do that. All yeah. of them do that. Are you talking about ones that evolve? No, just like ones that do anything. When they learn so, a new move, then it's like, watch it do this new move. If you look at some of them, before you get introduced to the uh, Agile Strong style, that's not in the Pokedex, and then it's there. Yeah. Once they talk about it, then it's like, see them do Agile and see them do Strong. It oh. does change. Yeah, the, the, the moving requirements do, <laughs> they do... But they mean, do, as like, you get introduced to mechanics and it wants different things, 
the Pokedex does change. It's like the the very logic driven mind, which I tend to fall into. That I want steps to follow and do is like just just tell me because I if I want to do like one hundred percent completion of this Pokedex, I want to do every single one of these things, and then the the more like oh hey they're actually making pokédex completion a little easier it's saying all right we're giving you different opportunities as you go of ways to complete these pokédex entries so that you don't have to be fixated on the ones that you haven't done yeah i mean complete isn't perfect yes do they stop counting after 10 so even if you they, they do it. stop t- counting after 10 so it goes yeah, from okay. 1 to 10 and then just randomly perfect uh, which is like part of the shiny hunting method. It's you get a. I have a perfect Badoo page. You get a uh, plus one roll for getting a Pokemon to ten, and then you get a plus two roll on top of the plus one roll for getting it to perfect. I think. Whatever. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe that is correct. Maybe it's a plus three. The the wild area or obsidian fields is like both big and small at the same time. And I don't know if it's because the character just moves quicker, but a good in my a good example is that it takes 1 minute and 45 seconds for your character to, to run from the first base camp to the second base camp, which is exactly pretty much in the middle. So at the second base camp, it would then take you a minute 45 to run to the other end of that map. If only you could go so straight, sure. You can, yeah, you can go. It's a straight shot from base camp one to base camp two. There's one bridge. To two, but from two to the arena, there's, you got to do that river thingy and. Oh, no, you just, you just <laughs> breath of the wild. It. Just climb over every mountain and keep going straight. <laughs> I have fallen off a lot of mountains. <laughs> I drowned once. I drowned, in the river. I drowned a number of times. Uh, I'm, I know to be cautious. <laughs> And I, I'd have to go back, and I, th- I think it's because your character just moves quicker, but I'm pretty sure in Sword and Shield, to get from the Onyx, that's like the first big spawn you see in Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. to the gate, is like a four-minute walk. And I only know that is because speedrunners will run into the Onyx, purposely have Onyx knock them out, and then they get teleported to the gate, so they don't have to do that walk. What about on the bike? I have not tested bike. So I don't know if, like, is it... Sword and shield walking, then legends wa- running, and then bike, and then weird yeah. deer. Like I'm, it it again. I, I it's not a complaint. Well, I am like, why is this an issue? It's yeah. just you can be even though the area is bigger because your character moves faster. Not fast enough because I use teleportation. I'm not running through that world. But also, it's it's very wide. Like maybe the straight shot across is fast, like from from what's in front of you to it's the like arena. A, it's like a square. I I don't know. It's just there's so many things I have to go up and over and find ways across that river. It just seems to take me so. Maybe I just get lost. I just oh, I have to get lost all the time. I just wander around. I can no. I have no idea where I am. Found your satchel though. Clumsy. Yeah, yeah way to go. <laughs> I will die every time for a shiny Pikachu. Don't you worry. Like I I I. Do you think you can just traverse the map really quick? Like there was a part of the map that's but, like straight down, and I could, I got there in like thirty seconds. I've never been there before. That was like the last part of the map. That was actually 
I was probably 10 hours into Obsidian Field, and there was a part of the map I never went to. That's where the Mr. Mimes and the Gastrodons are. I ain't been there yet. And the first time I was there, like, the first time I looked at the map, I was like, oh, I need to go there. And then I got there in, like, 30 seconds. And I was like, I'm here now. Like, I just... But the thing is, like, if you have a purpose... Why is that a problem? Well... Because when you can get places, it makes it feel smaller, quicker. Mm. But the, but I like think like think about how part- like think about walking through the first gate of Sword and Shield and then walking all the way to Hammerhead Fields. Even on your bike, you're going through a lot. You're like going around the lake. I, I, going through. I still feel like Obsidian Fields is bigger than the entire. No, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> it is physically bigger. I am not debating that. But because but you can explore it so much quicker with the tools they give you, which is not a bad thing. But you can just but, zoom through that map so quick, so quick. I also think part of the problem is, like, I mean, and and maybe this is a me thing, is if I see resources, I get the resources. Oh, they I don't, don't ever, that, but like, they don't slow me down. That's like, uh, I'm not that good. I, I just like kind of stop and look and see what's going on, and I just, I'm, I'm still exploring. I'm still looking at stuff. <laughs> I am. <laughs> not, I'm not. I'm not running out to get a castrodon. I want to watch the sunset. Like I, I, I love so weird deer, but gathering resources, and I am so over crafting. Wait, do you guys and know I you can am... sprint? Yes, yeah. and then you get out of breath. Yeah, I never sprint. I am my least favorite mechanic in all games is inventory management. I hate it so much. Just hate it. Well, you can pay Dudemar in the in the headquarters a million dollars, so you can bag. Oh, you know his name? Yeah, ba- bagging I, for my cash is what his I, name is. So he can give you one slot. I hate it, and it does nothing for this game. What? I think I, it's fine. What are you carrying with you? Uh, what do you need? No, I know no, people no, who it's... haven't upgraded their bag at all, and they're like. 20 hours in and they're fine. What do you, what do you yeah, need to carry Yeah, but then you have to you? keep going back to dump stuff out and I don't want to have to but, think but, about but it. I just literally said how easy, you can fast travel. It takes like 30 seconds to get back to your box. What do you, what yeah, do you need to carry you, with you? Then you miss all the opportunities between where you were and where your box is. What? Uh, what? what if more, more Badoof, What if that shiny Badoof showed up? And you zapped right past it. I I agree with Greg that inventory management, like in most games, is terrible. I played a lot of Fallout, <laughs> Fallout Three, Fallout Four. I uh, over over encumbered. I I get it, but like you can just fast travel and drop it off, or or just not. Most of the stuff you need with you, you just don't need. <laughs> just the, stop well, I, taking I, flowers I, with you. I drop I never stuff know. all the time. Is is it's the issue of. I don't want to pay attention to it. I'll get to a spot and it's like you're full, and I'm like, "Oh, why do I sack- have? Why do I have to deal with this? Why I don't? I don't want to go back and then work my way back here. I just got here. I, I don't want to fast travel back. Well, if you just got there and you're full, butt- you were doing. You have not played enough Monster Hunter. You got to prep for the hunt. You got to cook. You oh. got to eat. You got to unpack. I you got to pack. Don't care." About inventory management, I hate it in every game it's in. I hate it. It's dumb. (laughs) It is not fun. It doesn't add anything to my experience. It is stupid. I think it does add to this. If you didn't have it, you would have have a reason to go back. 
And then I have to pay for more slots. Yeah, well, and then see, but then I'm the problem out. is Greg this would be is complaining that the the game's not realistic enough. This is what gives you realism. You've got I, you only got so much baggy. Hermione I, Granger here. Do you think it's fun packing for a trip? I yeah, hate it I really too. do like that in Monster Hunter. I, I love that whole like. I hate it. Is if dumb. I get my bag to forty pounds, how much stuff can I buy souvenirs to come back before the airport yells at me? I yes. I I feel like the 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 taking items out to do a specific task in Pokemon not only fits that world, but it also reminds me of like setting up a hunt in SOS. Is like, okay, I know that this Pokemon is going to do some sleep stuff. I know this Pokemon is going to recover. I know this Pokemon, like, the the setting up for a shiny hunt of being like, all right, I'm bringing this one. I'm bringing this one. I'm Maybe I'm even hunting Graveler. He's going to explode, so I'm going to run a Pokemon with Damp. I like the planning that goes into the hunt. And while I, I agree that inventory management can be a bummer, I do like the planning of, like, my task today is I'm going to go out and find Cherubi. And I don't need potions. I don't need X attack alcohol or whatever they decided to rename X attack. I don't need these flowers. I'm going to only take one type of berry because for the most part, berries are all doing the same thing. I haven't really figured out why I would want Nana berry over raspberry. It seems like they're all doing the same thing. Like, I like early in the game, I, I, I was I, full, I and then I realized the I was like, I don't need do, any of this stuff. Well, why am I carrying I do it? think the berries do affect them the same way it happens in Go. I do think there is, if you throw out that berry, it does affect their behavior. Well, there's throwing the berry into the field versus giving the berry to one of your Pokemon to heal a oh, status sure. condition. Or, yeah, yeah. So that's why they have the different berries. I but do know, also, like, the, I think throwing the, in the field does do different things. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they do. I haven't really like messed with that. I know like one of the tasks was feed Teddy Ursa ten times, and I was I was like, oh, bears love honey. I don't know. I got all this honey on me, and it was eating the honey. Definitely eat, but it wasn't counting. And then I switched to a cherry berry, and then that was counting. And it, yeah, it, honey is a sweetener. It's not a food. It's a condiment. It was it was weird that I watched it eat the honey, and it didn't count. Uh, Honey is counted for me. Yeah, it was. I was like, "Is it broken? What's happening?" But when I switched, that's to- weird because I've I've used I've like I had to feed Badoo a million times, and I fed it honey. I fed it all a bunch of stuff. I wonder it, if certain Pokemon only classify certain food to be maybe. Food? When you uh, look at the Pokedex and see if it's got uh, it's a, uh, but that's its favorite food. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I don't because I know for some of the item descriptions, like for the. It's like the honey cake and the dazzling honey. Oh, I haven't There's... used any of those. I don't even know what but the... No, no, like... no. So in the description, it literally says, this will attract bug and fairy type Pokemon. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, like, I haven't I done know. any of the cake stuff. That's like new yeah, to I the game. I haven't done any of the cake stuff. A lot of reviews that that I read talked about how the... Wild, I I keep calling it a wild area. I don't know what else to call it. Obsidian Fields. City, yeah, but like it's going to apply for the other four areas. <laughs> like some of the reviews I read said that they feel the fields feel empty, or the wild area feels empty, or there's nothing to do. Which I can kind of see what I can kind of see what they're saying. Like it is, it is less populated than Sword and Shield's wild area, right? Like, do you remember the island? 
where you go to it and then like 18 beware pop up or if it's raining it's oh, like yeah, 18 yeah, yeah. kingler yeah. like there's not a point in legends where you're you're actually seeing 18 pokemon well, except for Geodudes. There's so many dang Geodudes. <laughs> Too many Geodudes. I, and they're I am, wild I am going, for killing I'm going to disagree with that point, but I am further in the game. Yeah, but... like, but well, like When you walk first out, you see three Bidoofs. And maybe yeah. you see one or two Starlies, but you, you don't see, like, ten Pokemon. But I, I think that's more realistic. No, no, I agree. I was setting world. up the point. I, I like... Right outside the Kingler Beware Isle, there's like that Duskull area, and you do see like a dozen Duskull. Mm-hmm. And even when I got to I'm trying to think of an area that had more Pokemon than normal, even like even an outbreak, there's not that. There's only four at a time. Where the Stantlers were, there were a ton of Stantlers. They were real mad that I walked up on them. <laughs> like when I went down to the Gastrodon area, there was probably four Gastrodon and maybe like three Shellos, and I was like, "Wow, this is." But that, but that whole beach, that was like the whole beach was pretty big. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that like because of the nature of this game, and because they're going for this like more detailed wild area, maybe I guess that mm-hmm. it feels more natural. You know, like if you're walking into a an actual forest, you're not seeing. If you're walking into an actual forest, you aren't seeing animals because they generally avoid you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, like, apart from squirrels and birds, all of whom are going to run the minute you get close, you might maybe see a rabbit. Maybe a bird. I mean, that sounds like my backyard. But but they also, like, spawn pretty quickly. It's like you you can't really depopulate an area without turning around and having some more show up. You know where you, um, you breed in the wild area? Yes, and between there's the like two the, bridges. There's like that obstacle in there. If you ride yes. your bike, oh, and sword up, and shield. Okay, when, yeah, you, yeah. when you ride your bike up and down, you probably see twenty-five to thirty Pokemon from like the the nursery to the yeah. Alcremi, uh den, which is straight across. Yeah, but it's just like to me, that's just like it's not realistic. Like, am I really going to be going someplace and seeing eight Pokemon in this tiny patch of grass all hanging out? Well, At the same time, I think Legends I feels say, better. Uh, yeah. Legends feels way better because those things come and try to kill you a lot. And, I, and if it was seventeen of them, I'd be like, I cannot. Oh. I'm already at the point where in this game, I'm like, I cannot, I cannot deal with this area right I now. I have this whole section, and it's like Rapidash, go away. But that's what, away. that's why I think the movement is just so much faster. Because even though you're only seeing like, in my head, it's like. Here's a patch of Bidoofs. Here's a patch of Bidoos. Here's a patch of Psyducks. And there's like one or two Pokemon that kind of like transition that into it. But you, because your character moves so quickly, it just, it does feel like you were consistently seeing Pokemon. Whereas if your movement was as slow as it was in Sword and Shield, which I think in Sword and Shield, you don't even move that slow. I think you move really fast in Sword and Shield too. Mm. Um, Like it feels like it takes longer to traverse. So even though like, it's not as jam-packed as the grass patches in Sword and Shield. I do think it feels natural, and I think it feels good. But I guess I could maybe see why reviewers would, would be like, oh, yeah, the, there's nothing to really do in these areas. But also, maybe that's the case when you're, like, 100 hours in. Because I, I have the problem I had in, like, Breath of the Wild. Sorry, we're bringing up Breath of the Wild. I, I have, like, four things I want to do at once. It's like, do I want to 
do this side quest? Do I want to go to this area that's unexplored? A distortion just popped up. I'm still looking for this cherubie. Um, I haven't progressed the story. Oh, somebody just lost their satchel. People lose their satchels a lot in this game, and I don't know what they're doing. Stop being so careless. Why are you all so clumsy? Yeah, I think the concept of there's not enough to do is more like the person who's saying that has a limited range of what they want to do. Yeah. Because this game gives you plenty. There is... Just doing Pokedex completion <laughs> could lot probably to, take you a, a year if you wanted to do like a full everything that yeah. it asks for there. And just yeah. There's just there's tons. If as long as you're willing to, you know, do what the game is guiding you as like this is what you have to do. Yeah, there could be the the other worry I had was like in Final Fantasy fifteen, which is an open world game, um, they had a bunch of side quests. And not only were they not fun, they, like, took forever to get to, and they gave you garbage rewards. And I will pr <laughs> I will say that the most of the rewards you get from the side quests in Legends are not great. <laughs> no. They're not. They're not great, but I think they're, they're easy enough to grab and to not think about and then to do while you're doing it. Which the the thing that saves the side quests for me is most of them have an interesting storyline behind. Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, so I don't care about the rewards. I what they are telling me about the world and the people that are in it make up for the fact that this is another herb I'm never going to use, and I'm just going to dump it in a box. And also, if a side quest is show me a completed page for this Pokemon, which a number of them are, yeah. I was gonna do that anyway. Yeah, I yes. think I think there are really I think the, the the structure of side quests are good. There are some that are like, here's a half of picture of a Pokemon, find that for me, and that's great. I yeah. think those are really clever. And then there's the one where they they describe you a Pokemon. Like there's a girl in the basement of the headquarters. She's like, I'm looking for a uh, Pokemon that's like blue and has vines everywhere. And you're like, yeah. And like that structure of quest is really cool because you don't even have to do a story for those two. You're just like. It's like a who's that Pokemon, but in quest form. And then, yeah, there's like, find the, um, like, fill out the Pokedex page. Hey, bring me this specific Pokemon. Um, the farm area, which I feel like they don't. Ex this was another thing they didn't show in the trailers. <laughs> they Wait, don't the pastures really or the berries? The, the, the farm where you can either grow apricorns, berries, yeah. like, and then you can expand it. A lot. The thing that I actually think the game does bad is telling you to go back to Jubilife more often than you should. And I think maybe like this kind of brings me back to when Greg was like, inventory management sucks. I just think you're in the field way too long. Like you should, mm. you kind of should go out there, do what you want to do. Obviously, if you want to explore, explore, but like then you should set up your like, okay, I'm going to drop some stuff off. I'm going to explore fresh because I'm going to come back with a lot of stuff. But in my first like 10 hours, I felt like I went back to Jubilife, like, only when they were like, you need to go back to Jubilife. Yep. But mm. in reality, you should be going to back to Jubilife more because you need to check the farm. Um, and then the board in the professor's house gets updated. And then you can do your inventory management there. And then when you leave, Russ, or whatever his name is, he'll tell you if there's an outbreak. 
which that's like kind of the talk of the town. Well, the talk of the IRL. <laughs> that's like the talk of Pokemon fans is like, how yeah. do we get outbreaks? There are two things that happen in the game. One is like the distortions, which are those huge domes that appear. And then when you go into the dome, it will despawn. I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's, it, once you see one, they're all kind and of the they, same. They are Starlock. So until I know outbreaks are... Yeah, because I haven't had outbreaks yet either. I, I think distortions are... Probably three, I would guess. Three, and I think oh. outbreaks are four star. You can get outbreaks before Cleaver. I think right, yeah. But they are they are your star rank level base. They unlock with stars. Mm. This is well, so if if you don't get them, if you don't get the stars, you're never gonna you're not gonna run into them. You think you think uh, distortions? Well, I mean, we could look it up on Cerebi. But distortions seem way I, harder than than outbreaks. Oh, they are. Yeah, I mean they're harder to do, but I I I think outbreaks are unlocked. At, I could have them reversed because I don't that I I got them close to each other. And around the yeah. same stars, and I wasn't really paying that much attention. That if it's star locked, that I haven't but seen. But I, I yet. know they're yeah. star locked. So, so for distortions, you'll just be running around and exploring, and then it will say a distortion appeared, and then you'll see like this huge like. You played. You you, you remember the 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 taken in Destiny? Yes. It's like they put up this huge dome, and when you go into the dome, your vision gets blurry for a second, and then it gets really dark. And then you're you're participating in an like a, a a public event in the dome, and what will happen is the Pokemon in the dome, like if it's Bidoof, they'll despawn just like in a public event. All those uh, uh, Destiny characters despawn, and then new characters will spawn in three at a time, and it will be like Ursarings and Floatzels and like Porygons. It'll be like Pokemon and they will you're not want used to, to kill seeing. you. And you can <laughs> you can hide in the grass and like try to catch them, and then after I think it's like thirty seconds, they despawn, and then three more spawn in. But, it's like Uber incense. But the the problem is that you can't save and reset in those. Like, so if you save and then you die, and then you're like, oh, I'm just gonna reset. Like the distortion's gone. Mm -hmm. So if you like saw a shiny in a distortion, you can't like save in front of it. And, like, right? Like they they they're. Mostly evolved Pokemon, like you can get a Gengar in it. Like I'm, I like my second distortion. I caught Gengar, and they're a little bit difficult because once they see you, you're in like an arena, so you can't really like leave it. So it's like harder to hide and survive. And then also, if you choose not to catch, there's shards on the ground. There's like red shards or green shards or blue shards, so you can like run around and pick them up. But also while you're trying to dodge like onyxes. and crockpots. And there are crackpots on the ground too. <laughs> so the like the first three I've done, I was like, wow, these are really cool, and they're really like they're really tense. They are very tense because they literally everything wants to kill you the minute it sees you. And it, you can in most situations in this game, I feel like things can either go. It's it's like most stealth games, which I kind of like actually hate. I'm really bad at stealth games, just because I'm bad at them. Um, but it's like if you can stay hidden slash stealthy it almost goes way too smoothly and the second you're seen it's just a disaster yeah it's just, <laughs> it's just you are running for your life until they because the first distortion uh. i did i don't think anyone saw me and i just i caught like 20 pokemon and the distortion was over but i also didn't move from the spot i was in so i didn't pick up any of the shards 
Yeah. And then the second the distortion. The first one I did, I was running around picking things up because I did not understand that they were going to start popping in. And then they started popping in. I'm like, oh, I'm dying. I need to leave. And then, like, yeah, <laughs> the second distortion I did, me. I was like, I- I'm I'm literally going to die the entire time. And I got nothing done because I was just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Um, outbreaks. So the reason you'd want to go back to Jubilife is to like check your farm, check with any NPCs, uh, buy or sell, uh, inventory management, talk to Celine. That's her name, right? Celine. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then when you leave, Russ will like tell you if there's an outbreak. So unlike, so when you're in the field, distortions just happen. Outbreaks don't randomly happen. And like because I'm streaming on Twitch, people are like, "How are you getting outbreaks? I haven't gotten. A, I, I've I've played for two days. I haven't gotten an outbreak. Like, when's the last time you went back to Jubilife? Oh, I don't know. You have to go to Jubilife, and you have to leave for the guy to tell you if there's an outbreak. And if you're not going to Jubilife, you're never going to get one. Um, and the game doesn't really like tell you that. It doesn't really like set it up that you should be going back to Jubilife more often. I mean, yeah. the farm is like. A good enough reason, in my opinion, to visit Jubilife between things, but they also don't Dang, really I haven't like started farming yet. They also really don't tell it. you about the farm either. They're just like, no, they don't tell you about the it's farm. back there. Well, yeah, but you go there, and he's like, it costs money, and we can't guarantee results. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's true. I love farming. I don't like the way you're farming. It's not like the farm in X and Y. It's more like a poke. Clearly, it's more like a pokey pelago. It's not like the ba- it's not like the tree thing in Pokepelago. It's like the mining thing in Pokepelago where it's like which of these 5 do you want to do? All right, come back later. That's what it's like. Speaking of coming back later, let's take a break. Uh when we get back, we'll talk more about some other mechanics they've changed and then up to the cleaver fight. So we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is like entering the obsidian fields without a partner Pokemon. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine, but all it takes is one angry Geodude to roll up on you and you can't fight back (laughs) and it will make you wish you had protected yourself. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, uh, like a cafe, hotel, airport, your online data is not secure. Hackers on the same network can gain access to and even steal your personal data, passwords, financial details, maybe the amount of shinies you have. It doesn't take a lot of technical knowledge to hack somebody. Cheap hardware is all you need. 12-year-olds are out there doing it. Look, they're playing Fortnite. They're also hacking computers. You can't trust those. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They're flossing and hacking. Flossing and hacking. Uh, your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling your information on the dark web. So why should we use ExpressVPN? It, it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. Hackers can't steal your sensitive data. They have a bunch of Porygons in there using Protect. It's amazing. It's super secure. It'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. It's incredibly easy to use. Just one button to click and get all set up and you're super protected. And it works pretty much across everything you need. Phones, laptops, tablets, arc phones, 
You sure. name it. You got to protect that arc phone. You got to protect that yeah, arc phone. How, how, how are you supposed to know what you're supposed to do? Yeah. If you're not getting text messages from Arceus saying, yo, something's wrong. Give find me those me. five B-doofs. You don't know if those B-doofs are hacking. You got they it. They are okay. hacking. But that's why you got Porygon putting up protect. And I mean, it's it's true because I have five computers, four of which are, you know, laptop, tablet type computers. I've got an iPad, I've got an iPhone, and I use ExpressVPN on all of them because that's like that way I can be sure that I'm safe no matter where I go without even thinking about it because it's so easy to turn on ExpressVPN. It's just one click and it's on when, you know, it's the initial setup is super easy. And then I know that my data is encrypted no matter what network is on. And even I even use it at home because uh, I do not create my own internet out of the time-space rift. I buy internet <laughs> from a company. And the, I don't know if they're paying attention to what I'm doing when I use their wires. So ExpressVPN makes me secure because... Everything is encrypted up to the ExpressVPN server, and anybody who's looking only sees ExpressVPN. They don't see that it's coming from Richfield, Minnesota. So, Secure both your ARC phone and secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. C-A-S-T. And if you go over there, you can get an extra three months for free using our website link of expressvpn.com. That was uh, that was a bad sell. Expressvpn.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And we are back. Okay, so we talked a little bit about, we spent like an hour talking about. An hour. Not even, not even. <laughs> a little. A little bit about the game. Here's what I want to say. I think this game is absolutely incredible. I think it's worth sixty dollars. I think, oh, at, yeah, absolutely. And and that's pro- that's the question I've been getting all weekend is, what do you think about the game? And it really comes down to, do you have sixty dollars and do you like Pokemon? If you do, then it's a hundred percent worth it. If you hate Pokemon and have sixty dollars, I don't think so. If you like Pokemon, but don't have sixty dollars. Maybe you should get $60. I, I I will say that Nintendo did send me a free copy. Oh. Well, well, well. I well, did well, buy well. the game twice, though. I bought it digitally and physically for my physically for myself, for my collection, digitally for my wife to play. And she's she's been enjoying it as well. But I, I think when it comes down to it, I do think the game is incredible. I do think it's worth the $60. I do not think it is the best Pokemon game ever made. Um, no. and, and, and it's, it's, I don't think, I don't think I'm being unfair when I say this, but I think the reason I don't think it's the best Pokemon game is just as simple as there, there's no competitive scene mm-hmm. at all. Um, and it, actually one of my complaints is how they decided to do battles in this game, but that is one of my complaints. <laughs> uh, but like, it's, it's just like the, even if the battle stuff was the same as sword and shield. The the fact that there is no like online battling other people in general, the, just the lack of a competitive scene does dock this points. There's no ribbons and marks, which I know some people don't care about. I like that stuff. Uh, it's not in this game. Um, there's like no breeding in this game at all. Um, so because of like those features, it just gets docked, knock, docked, knocked down. I think if 
the if we take the the world of sword and shield and then replace the Isle of Armor, Crown Tundra, and the main wild area with Obsidian Fields and whatever the other two is. Well, all all of the routes, even. Yeah, I I think it would be like the best Pokemon game ever made. Yeah, even though like the things I do like about the game are not in Sword and Shield, I do think Sword and Shield is a fuller. Sword and Shield plus the DLC is a fuller from start to finish Pokemon experience where you're doing a lot more. Uh, but I think what they have here is still incredible. I think it's great. Yeah, it's it's a solid. I want to say it's either it's a solid A minus. There are things that I definitely feel let down by. Um, I think the Agile Strong system isn't interesting enough. It doesn't really seem to have. It it seems to suggest that it should have a much stronger impact on the game, and it just doesn't. Uh, I feel trainer battles were shoe. They always feel shoehorned in. I'm like I I I am like I said second noble. I've done seven trainer battles. Three have uh, been against the rival or whatever. And they're... I don't know why they don't. They just feel like. Why? 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 This isn't what this game is for. I also have an issue with the color palette they chose for the game. Mm. I do you, find something hard to see. Yes. The, did you see? There's like a tweet going around. It's Legends running on an original Switch and Reg- Legends running on an OLED. And it's like night and day different in colors. Like it looks I, so much better on the OLED. It's incredible. I mean, as it should. That, that I should hope so. But I have like. I don't have a problem with how the world looks stylized. Like I like the trees. I think the trees are interesting. I like the water. I think the water oh, in I most the water. areas are interesting. <laughs> I what I hate is how it's lit. Mm-hmm. And I hate how monochromatic they made the color choices in each area. It isn't visually interesting. Like in one area they're like, what ha- what would happen if we just took all the colors around brown and made everything <laughs> brown. But, but even it, there's just not enough nuance because yeah. when you're doing the side quest that's like these three Bidoofs keep invading the village, I, at a certain point, I was like, I'm never going to find that third Bidoof because the Bidoof color is the same color as the wood color. And it all looks the same to me. And my eyes just aren't that good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is a better looking game. It, it's a it different is style. A, it is a brighter and more color rich game, and I yeah. give you that for sure. Those it, are my two biggest knocks on this game is the color palette feels really weirdly muted, and I don't know most of the time what the light <laughs> is supposed so to be doing. I want to I want to caveat what Steve said with one more thing before we get too far away from it. Um, like, definitely, I would recommend buying this game if you've got $60, you love Pokemon, and you're over 10 years old. This is not a Pokemon game for little kids because, number one, it's too complicated. I don't think so. I, I think, I think oh, you know, when, oh. I was, when I was eight years old, I beat Ocarina of Time. I had a players I had a player's guide the entire time when I did it. I don't well, think that's... Okay, a, I don't but, think it's a knock. But I, I think... I think kids playing Fortnite or Breath of the Wild, I think they can play this. But kids under 10 shouldn't be Fortnite either. But <laughs> I, I think because with a regular 
traditional Pokemon title, you can brute force your way through that game. This, you're going to have a lot, you're going to just lose interest because it's just the, the complexity is too hard. And the I other know, thing kids is. Play Minecraft. And they shouldn't. Now, Minecraft <laughs> is whatever. But the other thing is that I think this game exposes what the manga readers will say has been there the whole time, but like the violence of the Pokemon world in a way that other games never have. Because they are literally like, if you don't do this, you're gonna die. Yeah. And you know what? If you if you can't if you don't hold up, we're not gonna take care of you. Like literally, <laughs> like Celine literally says, like, if you become incapacitated and can't work, we're throwing you out. And it's like you're on your own. And I'm like, but hey, but I'm 15 years old. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, no, no, I no. fell through a hole in the sky. But it's like, you know, like Pokedex entries sure have said, yeah, Drift Loon is trying to carry kids away. In this game, there is a drift loon that is literally trying literally to tried, carry a kid away. Trying to murder it is that right kid in front of your face. He <laughs> literally tried to kill that kid. Yeah, I think the game is worth sixty dollars. I think I think Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I think the style they used in that game is fits the Pokemon whatever characteristics vibe vibe. I think it fits the vibe. I think it's super colorful. I think it's great to look at. I think this game can be beautiful and is beautiful in moments. I've seen cutscenes later on the game that are absolutely stunning and gorgeous. It's impressive to me that this game isn't like graphically mediocre. Graphically, it is good and bad at the same time, and that's what's impressive. I don't know how they were able to do that. <laughs> like, in one moment, you're like, this sunset is beautiful, and then you turn slightly to the left, and you see, like, three Murkrows, like, barely flapping their wings, like, stuttering off in the distance, like, tr mm. like, and you're like, the draw distance is better than I expected it to be. But yeah, also, if, it's not if, great. You should have it where, like, if Pokemon cannot renter wing flapping more than three frames, just make them disappear, like, because it looks terrible. Yeah. There are also... I Parts of the clothing, and I I hate this example. And like multiple people brought it up of like when like the commando commando what's his name Captain Commando Komodo, Com yeah that's oh, yeah, the, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. What that you know guy about. He, he is a main character in the game. You are looking at his face quite often, and when you look at his the top part of his kimono, I think it is, it is so pixelated and bad. And and the the response I get is oh it's just a style they're doing no because look at the bottom of his kimono it is incredibly detailed and rich like there are just parts of these outfits when you're looking at these characters that are so pixelated and awful and then other parts of the game are gorgeous I don't think it's like an aesthetic thing that they're trying to make it look like old stitching literally the bottom of his kimono is incredibly detailed. In every cutscene, but the top is super pixelated. I think that there's some weird texture thing happening where some of the textures just look really bad or they're not popping in or they're they're getting held back. It there's parts well, that just looks awful. Some of it some of it I blame on the lighting choices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I sometimes don't think it's the model texture. I think it's how the, the light interacts with the object is so weird that it makes things pixelated. And I've noticed this a lot of times that 
the way they chose to do light makes things look worse. And he is an example because if you look at him in other areas, where the parts that are brightly lit look awful. And as you go down where it's darker and it's normal shading, they look great. I think they completely messed up the lighting in this game and it makes me upset every time i'm like can i just go at night when you're not trying to do light because everything looks great at night when you do light it is awful also i am staking my claim here and now that adaman is my hisuian boyfriend and oh, you can have him. nobody else I'm Volo. Team Volo all there, the way. There's also I like, don't trust Volo. Yeah, I, love I don't Volo. trust most of my boyfriends Solo, either. So Soul Calibur ruined the name Volo for me, and I don't Oh, I'm glad I had the same thought. Every time I see him, I think Soul Calibur. Yeah, and I think you are untrustworthy. Um, so I wait, before uh I, I would say that I'm probably my my Steveness is uh rather than not reading the the text of the game. I don't pay that much attention to the graphics. <laughs> so I was like, I have, I have literally not I, noticed I, any I pixelation. Did have a, I did have a person go like, why do you care so much about the graphics? Look, I put 2,000 hours in Sun and Moon. That game looks like booty. Because it's, it was running on a 10-year-old 3DS. Like, it, it doesn't look great. Game, game Freak had very actual hardware limits on, on that device, as we saw in Ultra Sun and Moon, where the game got really frame ratey and chunky and stuff. Um, I, I think that like graphics are important, not to everyone, but to some people. And like, I am not personally a fan of this common thing that's been happening for the last like five years, which is like, let's make all our indie games as like Super Nintendo games because the cost is cheaper. But they like, yeah, I get it. Super Nintendo games, they, they look a specific way. They, they age a specific way. For the most part, it looks good. But graphically, I'm just so over that style. And your game has to be really good for me to get over that, like, let's do the Super Nintendo style. And, like, Stardew Valley passes that test. It yeah. is one of those games where it's, like, it's so good that I do not care that it's it's Super Nintendo graphics. I think that Legends is so good that it gets past looking very mediocre in places. Again, we know they can do good graphics. They did Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. <laughs> and for the most part, I think Sword and Shield looks great. I don't think that, hey, after you've done Let's Go, after you've done Sword and Shield, heck, let's talk about a really good Pokemon game, Pokemon Snap. That game is incredible. So don't come to me and be like, oh, the graphics are just fine. Yeah, they are just fine. But we have seen good Pokemon games, specifically good Pokemon graphics in Pokemon Snap, and it's like, I would like that in Legends. Is it a deal yeah. breaker? No, of course no. not. It's not because the gameplay does make up for the graphics, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be asking for good graphics, and the graphics and alone will push some people away where I yeah. think for Let's Go, I think because of how great that game looked, it did draw people in. I, I mean, I think it, it's hard to it's hard to distinguish when because people still use graphics as a blanket term. And it covers a lot of things. And I mm -hmm. think where this game falls down is the color choices they made and the lighting choices that they made. And I think those two things ruin a, a lot of 
vistas that could be really stellar. They it even like we we are used to at this point draw distance. Like we understand like if you've played any online game, things will suddenly phase in and act janky until you get close to them. Like that is just rendering and your graphics engines will render things differently, whatever. But the deliberate choices of how they did lighting and how they did colors, they did a disservice to this game because it really makes the game in certain areas. It's hard to play because I'm like, I can't see like I'm looking at 15 shadowy blobs and none of it, none of it's lit correctly. And I don't know what I'm looking at and I don't know what I should be seeing. I, th I think Greg is right with the lighting because one of the best, the, the easiest way I think for somebody listening to the show to see how good the game can graphically look is actually in a distortion because it's dark and how the distortion is laid out is actually really cool. So yeah, it, it like the distortions always look great. Yeah. Um, they they did something, and I said that to Brent, and he's like, yeah, I don't know what they did to the light, or what the light's even supposed to be doing most of the time in this game, because it just looks weird all the time. The other thing I want to shift to uh, is the thing I like about the game the most, and this was the frustrating thing for me in trailers, and even, I mean, like, obviously, if you've been listening to the show for the past year, you, you've probably heard me being very hesitant about being overly excited for this game. I dreaded playing this game the entire week before I got it. I and was so and it is, it. you know, for the most part, they didn't use the word open world. It's not an open world game. You can't really go anywhere you want. It's broken into five areas. It's very Monster Hunter-y in that, in that aspect. That was never, like, the concern to me of, like, oh, if it's not open world, it's going to be bad. Um, the concern to me was that the these open worlds would feel empty and they wouldn't feel things to do. And it would be very tedious and grindy if your goal was to complete the Pokedex. The thing that they spoiled for me, which we talked about last week, was entering and exiting a battle. And the, the people would be like, Steve, they did show exiting and entering a battle. And I was like, no, it's not the, the process of entering and exiting a battle. It's like what you can do, like the, your, like the fluidity how fluid is this game? That is what sold me, and that's the thing they didn't show in the trailer. In the trailer, they didn't show... You see 3B Doof, and you're like, Pokeball to the face, Pokeball to the face, Pokeball to the face. Uh, Starly over here to mine this. Uh, Luxray over here to mine this. That wouldn't be Doof broke out. Turn around real quick. Pokeball to the face again. Like, the ability to mine, gather resources, catch Pokemon... Quickly go into a battle, defeat the Pokemon while you're walking away getting experience. You're entering another battle. They never showed that in a trailer. And that, I think, is what makes the game so special and so much mm -hmm. fun to play. And I think that's super mm. important why it's worth the $60. If you couldn't do that, I actually think this game would be very mediocre and actually not as fun as what all you know people are saying. Uh, because... If you just think about like Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, a game that came out two months ago, it, it is similar to mostly every Pokemon game. You enter the grass, your trainer stops, screen either goes white or black, it goes Pokemon slides in, your your trainer slides in, flashes to your trainer, you throw a Pokemon, flashes to that Pokemon, flashes to this Pokemon, goes back to making sure that you're still watching, flashes back to that Pokemon, health bars come in abilities maybe trigger and then you can start the battle and then 
You knock it out. It does its fainting animation. Your trainer gets all excited. It pops up about the Pokemon's like experience. What would you want to name it? You caught it. What is its social security number? Here's its blood type. It's going to PC 14. Hey, did you remember to do your taxes? And then like the battle is over. Like all of that happens in a traditional Pokemon game. It has never asked me to do my taxes. In in, oh, in yeah. I don't know what version you're playing. Yeah, you're playing the wrong. In this game. I can impale the back of three Bidoof's booties and they're caught in the in the in the time of like 10 seconds. And it is it is if if we go back to that, if we if we lose this, I don't know if I could ever actually play another Pokemon game again. I don't know if I can do the 45 seconds to catch one Bidoof versus the 10 seconds to catch three. I don't know if I can actually go back because it's that fun, that fluid, that good. It's incredible. You know what else they didn't show in the trailer? Throwing out a Pokeball at a tree full of Chesto berries because you forgot to hit X. That's <laughs> like all the Again. time. Again! So frustrating. Why is that the same button? Um, Even something the- getting on and off a Weird Deer or switching to another Pokemon that you can possibly unlock incredibly fluid this is the like this is the thing the game does incredibly well is just the like the movement the exploring the like giving you choices and not feeling like i need to battle now i need to then mine now it's you can like do everything the catching to battling how that how you control that is so fluid in this game and it's what i want Mm -hmm games to be going forward because it feels so real and so natural and i do not want to give up the ability to go into a menu and choose my moves <laughs> and have the option that they don't evolve and i have to hit b i have to go into a menu and say okay you get to evolve now you get to evolve now because it's it 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 is my choice. I don't have to interrupt something. I don't have to at the end of a battle if it happened to pick up a new move go, "Oh, do I want flamethrower? What am I going to get rid of?" and I'm forced to have that decision there. It is blissfully. I didn't even know I wanted it, but blissfully away from my real-time experience and I can sit down and have a conversation with my Pokémon. What moves do you want today? So I and I will I will definitely agree. I one thing I love about the fluidity when especially when you're like in a battle scenario is the fact that if I want like if I've been battling and I want to throw a Pokeball, I just hit X, select the Pokeball I want to pick, and then throw it. Or if I want to change the Pokemon, I just, you know, toggle to that. I don't have to go into a menu to select a different and do the swap and everything. I do like that you but, can do both, though. The Yeah, but yeah. contrary, a quality of life that they took away, and, you know, I don't, I don't find a lot of things to complain about, but this is a stick in my craw. You cannot go into your satchel, select a Pokemon, and from a menu say, restore. You have to pick the item first and oh. then pick the yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I, you know I want... To heal, <laughs> yeah. Cyndaquil. 
why? I think this goes you, back to the, like the the ten years I've been just hitting restore. I think this goes back to the bag management where I feel like I don't even bring revives with me or potions anymore. If I'm like, you know, if I've finished catching an alpha and three Pokemon died, it's just like, all right, it's time to go back and and heal and drop off items and and whatnot. I do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the battle, this is a good transition. This is this is a complaint, but I didn't think I'd be complaining about it in this way. Um. I knew going into the leaks that there was no held items and there was no abilities. And to me, fine. Like, I get it. You you came out and said that this was not a competitive game. I understand. I still enjoyed my time with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I still thought that battling the Elite Four was fun in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I had some fun with some of the Master Trainers in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Even though that 90% of the Master Trainers, you did Toxic, you protected... You toxic stalled. You protected. It was, and it's not the agile, uh, strong style. I do agree with what Greg said earlier. I think it's kind of like lackluster. I like just. I, I, I'm probably not going to one shot this. I'm going to strong style. Now I'm going to one shot it. Cool. That's really what it comes down to. The, I think the thing about the battling is I. It's just so uninteresting. Like they like forgot about it. I am two nobles in. I have not changed a single move on a single Pokemon. I just, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't, like, and I think that's the thing I was thinking about is because you've only battled at this point seven trainers, and each trainer, with the exception of one, has one Pokemon. There's a trainer that has two Pokemons after Cleaver. They, they just <laughs> get a second Pokemon and you battle them again. I, I, I'm lost for words. It's, it's Do you just, mean trainer battles or wild Pokemon battles? Both. Like okay, I I can't agree with you there because that's that's something that may be informed just because you have more knowledge and experience doing Pokemon battles. Be that I have more knowledge and experience of like moves and type weaknesses and yeah, and stuff, because but my like butt is getting handed to me <laughs> like more often than you would expect. Like I, I caught but, uh, an Alpha Parasect and it knew a Grass move, a Poison move, Slash, and Spore. And the main reason I keep him is because he has Spore. Um, and, but like, Parasect is grass poison. I got the grass stab. I got the poison stab. The poison is Venoshock. They changed Venoshock in this game. In past games, Venoshock is if the Pokemon is poison, Venoshock does double. In this game, it says if the Pokemon is a status condition, it does double. Well, yeah. Perfect. I have Spore. Why would I change that move? And I have Slash because Slash is a neutral critical hit move. Like, it has been the same for 20 hours. I have zero desire to change its moves. My, like, I just, the moves that are on the Pokemon just seem good enough, and I don't need, like, coverage, in my opinion, because it kind of goes back to, like, well, I'm going to go catch this Alpha. I'm going to catch this Alpha Vespaquen, so I'm not going to bring Pokemon weak to bug or flying, because that's what Vespaquen is, so I'm just going to swap out some Pokemon that are equivalent to that level. And then I'm just going to get her, and she's probably going to kill three of my Pokemon. That's fine. I'm going to catch her and then go back and cash her in. Why are you so comfortable with your Pokemon dying? (laughs) He's cruel. That's why. So my problem with the battling is that I, in my mind, if I have a level 15 Cyndaquil going against a level 2 Starly, I should just hit that starly and it's gone but for some reason yeah yeah they 
the number one, the lower level Pokemon hit harder than I expect mm, when they, they hit, hit back. Very hard. And and I'm having it like my Cyndaquil, I was like, did I get just like a garbage roll of the <laughs> dice here? Because this dude is getting knocked out left getting and right. Body. Yeah, I did I did notice that, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what's happening there. And it's fine. It's like interesting in a way that like you just can't one shot, but I think like they they did do a quality of life feature where where what Greg said is you can just go in and start changing moves. You can do that anywhere. They give you like a mirror. There's like miracle seeds where if you go to the the one person in the Jubilife, they'll like master a move. Except, oh, mastery seeds, seeds of mastery. Except they don't explain that either. And also yeah. the one move that I needed Stantler to master, it was because it was a Stantler exclusive move. You ref- she re- they refused to master it for you because. For whatever, literally no reason except that it's an exclusive move for Stantler and you can't master it. You have to do it by level up. The, po- the point being is they made it so you can change your moves anytime, but the battling is so uninteresting that it doesn't even matter. It's just... It's just like... And, and they, they changed it in a way too. So it, for those that are unfamiliar with competitive battling, which is totally fine... In in Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, the reason I was able to like not need any items or not need to revive during the Elite Four is because if I knew there was a Pokemon in front of me that couldn't do any... like Here's a really good example. My Gastrodon pretty much destroyed the entire Elite Four. The reason why is because as soon as the Elite Four sent out a physical Pokemon, as long as it wasn't grass, I would use the move Harden. The the third episode of the anime, Harden Metapod. I would use the use I would use the move Harden, and I would use it three times. Then I would use the move Recover, and then I would use Harden three more times. And now it was plus six defense, and whatever they threw out at me couldn't touch me. And that was the strategy I used. Fair strategy, right? Harden is in the game. Recover is in the game. I didn't use any held items. I didn't use any X attacks. I didn't use any X speeds. I just hardened, recovered, attacked. In this game, you can't do that. You can use Harden once, and that's it. You can't use you can use Harden again, but it's not going to do anything. That you just use it once, and you're you're done. And why was that a choice? Why like <laughs> like not only are you not doing enough battles to make that like really relevant? Even like I'm not exaggerating. I've battled seven trainers, and Three battles have been against the rival. Two battles have been against Volvo or whatever his name is. Volo. Volo. Like, you would never do that. I guess you could Swords Dance twice, but why? It's just, they'd have one Pokemon. And it's the same for Wild Battles. You could Swords Dance twice, but but why? They It's just one battle. Have so why run- go through the the effort of, like, oversimplifying that when the thing that you would... Like, the reason you swords dance in front of somebody is because you're predicting or because you're setting up. But if it's only 1v1, there's not a huge reason to do that. Have you run into double battles yet? No. Well, I mean, I had three Zubats attack me. But again, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to swords dance there because you're, you're, gonna be, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. That's the whole point of, like, the swords dance or the harden is because you're kind of like setting up slash predicting if you got three zubats there probably a bad time to predict a sword stance <laughs> yep 
I feel like they wanted the agile and strong style to play a bigger role, and I'm just not seeing it. Um, I do think I do change up moves um, mm-hmm. quite a bit, partly because suddenly there's new entries in the Pokedex that I have to mm-hmm. <laughs> deal with because, oh, they figured out this move, so now you have to see it 20 times. Um or even I just want to see the animation for that move because the move animations look real cool. They do look yeah. good. They, lo- they do they look, look great. really good. Um, and I do think there are reasons to change moves. Yeah, I, I'm not saying there, there's not. It's I, just I don't think it's as important in this game as it will be if they keep this mechanic mm-hmm. in future games. Yeah, and so I, I, I do feel like Arceus is the test. Oh, these new I hate this. Every Pokemon game is doing something new. No, I, 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 it does do something new, but I do think there are a lot of ideas that a lot of people have said you should do this. And this game was what they included and what they took away. I feel like it was, I, I feel more than any other game that's done something new that this is a test of a new direction. I I let's go Pikachu, let's we literally put Pokemon in the wild. Like and it worked like it worked. Sword and Shield has three wild areas that are very like like I I don't like when people are like, oh, this is this is maybe the game where they're testing. It's like, no, they've been test like they've been doing all of this stuff. You're just not looking. They tested all those things in those games. Well, if they're testing a worse battle system, they've achieved because it's awful. (laughs) Yeah. But I think I think going along with what Greg is saying, I would say the the strong and agile is either a further development of Isle of Armor, right? Because you had your you chose your Urshifu yes. and it had a battle style and it even became a TCG, or it's the foundation for the next way, you know? Or well, I mean, it's honestly it's Mega Z moves. Gigantamax, you know. <laughs> I I would I would wager to bet they they simplified it for the sake of simplifying it. For people like there are so many like I learned this from Dynamax Adventure. Like people listening to the show probably have a pretty good grasp of type effectiveness and what moves do and why you would use string shot, right? Like string shot's actually like a decent move. Sorry, surprise it is, especially in double battles. And I, I get why they would simplify it in the sense of like, hey, you know, we're not really focused on battles, mostly worry about the catching. But if you do, but in my head, I, I don't think simplifying something like Swords Dance is beneficial to a if we're going back to what Swords Dance should be in a future game. And I, I don't see them being like the plus six, minus six status condition. I don't see that going away because even because even changing something like Tailwind, which they did do, they did a minor change to Tailwind. Well, not minor change, but they did a pretty big change from Tailwind from Gen 7 to Gen 8. Changed how you set up the matches. And it changed it in a good way. I don't think these changes are good. I think they're simple and I think they are. No, I don't think I don't think I, I don't think a lot of the changes are good. I am struggling with understanding paralysis versus drowsy at this point because in the game functionally they seem to do the exact same thing they they change it in a way where it's just so uninteresting uh and i don't know if it's because 
I don't even mind that there's a lack of trainer battles. I mean, we we talked about this for the last year. It doesn't look like there's trainer battles in this game. There's there there's not. <laughs> I mean, there are, there <laughs> are, mean, but like I don't think the ones that they're in. I don't think are worth it. No, yeah, I don't I, think they, there's... they feel real shoehorned in. And this is going to lead to my second complaint. Holy cow, are the noble battles the worst part of this entire game? They are. They like I will I I'm I'm I will get on my soapbox. I am always happy when Game Freak or whatever company tries something new. Do it. Try it. See if it works. If it doesn't, no big deal. You're gonna be making po- you're gonna be po- making Pokemon games for the next 25, 50 years. You you'll be able to change it. But in a game with you battle four people before you get to Cleaver, maybe five. You are you are. Forming a team of six Pokemon by catching and battling wild Pokemon, three Zubats at once, 17-foot-tall Rapidashes. You are battling these Pokemon to get to what is ultimately a boss battle, a battle of wits and strength. And you, for five minutes, throw ramen packets at Cleaver, and the battle is over, and that is it. Why am oh, I, I building a Pokemon that team? Easy. <laughs> it, it, it actually makes Cleaver harder to use your Pokemon. It, it slows down the battle mm. in a way where you're like, why am I even doing this? I, it would have been faster for me to continue throwing ramen packets around the corner. Like it is. And the second noble, which I will not spoil who that is. It is the same thing, except there's no tree to hide behind. I was like, maybe the second noble battle will be better. Nope, you're still throwing ramen packets. <laughs> nope, you're still Wait dodging. Wait you get to the third. And the I don't know if the second one broke for me, but all the nobles have a, a yellow bar, and the bar is broken mm-hmm. into four categories. And when I got the the second noble to the 75%, it said, they are stunned throughout your Pokemon. And I was like, okay. And I went to do that, and then they were no longer stunned. And I you got to get it out quick. Yeah, yeah. and it I is couldn't a do short it. Window. And the I'm not. There's footage of this. The entire rest of the battle, they did not ask me to throw out my Pokemon. I ramened. I ramened them from start to finish. I ask myself, why do I have a team of Pokemon? Because, but but also the thing that they didn't. When they first showed, like in the trailer, the the throwing the packets at Cleavor, they left out that you you don't get to throw out your Pokemon no. until it hits the tree. That's what triggers for you to hit to, to throw out your Pokemon. No, and well, mechanically, you do I know why I know why you throw out your Pokemon. No, no, thematically, this is the, not, the, not the why. Why do I have when. a team? <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, mean it, I, it, it, I I lost to Cleavor. I don't know if you did, but I no. Cleavor killed me. And one thing I do greatly appreciate is that they gave you the option to either restart the battle completely yes. from the beginning or from where you left off. So they're basically acknowledging that, hey, this is a story point, yes, not a yeah. Gate. Well, there was some so, accessibility concerns of like th- there are like both I, the noble battles are very dexterity slash rolls slash dodge, and you can't just. Pokemon battle them. You have to yeah. aim and throw and roll and dodge. I mean, I will say that the window for throwing your Pokemon out is too short. I don't think it's worthless because it's the, worthless to throw your Pokemon. Don't do it. It takes more time. Uh, Just keep throwing it, ramen. It's faster. It I don't I don't I mean 
time wise, but the do your the Pokemon get experience bar... if you don't include them in the battle? What does it matter? You're not using them for the next noble battle. You're gonna throw more ramen at them. Oh, but I still gotta level up my Pokemon. <laughs> I I I in all three, it has been it has been worthwhile for me to battle because the bar goes down very far. Yeah. Oh, it definitely accelerates it. Definitely. I, I bet if 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 you put side by side just ramening I, them and ramen Pokemon ramen Pokemon, just ramening them is faster. hundred percent. Anything anything to get me out of the dodge cycle, I am taking. Yes. Agreed. Anything to get me out of the dodge cycle, I am one hundred percent taking that, especially the 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 third one got me to an anger point <laughs> that but, even, that I rarely get to. Here, here's the thing, though. Even if the ramen is faster than using a Pokemon, and even though, like, I'm still asking myself, why do I have this team of Pokemon if I'm not being able to, like, showcase them finally? It's just not fun. The ramen part is not fun. Like, dodging around no. Cleaver or dodging around the second Noble, when you go from what I said earlier of, like, I can, like, whip pokeballs at b doofs i can jump on a stantler i can jump over a snorlax i can go uh look at mine a bunch of farm a bunch of these trees and like peg the back of mr mime with a pokeball in the back of his head and and it feels real good and it's real great and it shakes like the fluidity and the the, it's just fun it just feels good looks good everything about that is fun Running around a tree, throwing ramen packets at Cleaver? It- I think that is as fun as any dumb Zelda boss, where you just have to like learn the trick to, I don't, to get the boss. I, yeah. I can see the comparison, but it's just... But the difference between Zelda and, you, and this game is I, I, I've been training these six Pokemon. They're on my team. I've been like leveling them up. If I was one of you two, I probably would have taught them new moves. But and I don't really get to showcase them at all. You are I think that one of the key things that sets this game apart that you're missing is is the you. That you are it they are judging you. You are part of it's not only it's it's not this weird world where you and I having a disagreement, but our Pokemon <laughs> are gonna fight it out. Yeah. I, I don't know if this happened to you, but I was in a regular Pokemon battle and for some reason not paying attention, walking around, got between Geodude and Cyndaquil. Guess what? Geodude <laughs> knocked me on my butt. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I can that, get that, hit I during that, a Pokemon battle. I think that is cool. I, I definitely think that is cool. That is what these noble battles are saying is you are in this world as well. You have to be a functional part of the I, world. It's not just your Pokemon. I think so. Story-wise and thematically, the noble Pokemon battles are interesting. I think, however, doing them grinds the game to a halt in a, in, in a way. Because I do agree that the whipping of ramen packets and the dexterity-based jumping around uh, is not super thrilling gameplay. I, um, I, and I will say, you, just for the people who don't watch my stream, I had z- zero problems with both nobles. Like, like the the second one hit me like twice while I was learning their pattern, 
And then I figured it out. And I was like, you're not like, I know how to dodge everything now. And now but it's just the ramen waiting game. Um, keep, keep in mind, you can do as much as you want before doing a noble Pokemon. Oh, it's I did. Not like I did. Everything stops until you do this. Yes, every, there are gates every, to open. Here's the thing. Everything is more fun than doing that noble Pokemon. But that's fine. It's a gate. <laughs> you do the gate. You get you get past the gate. It, it, it is a it is a it is equivalent to hey everything in between every gym leader is great the gym leaders are bad gym leaders are good they are fun they sh- they 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 are something you prepare for they're something that like signifies that I'm done with this area they are something that like what are they going to use who is their ace what is their dialogue like I I still remember the first time I entered. Clay's gym. Clay's not even that good of a gym leader, but I remember entering <laughs> Clay's gym and going down and and doing the puzzle and like being like, "What Pokemon do you have? Holy cow, you have an Excadrill!" Like, like I remember that. And I, what am I going to remember from Cleaver that I like stood behind a tree and he kept running into the tree over and over because he couldn't figure out how to get around the tree and I just ramen packaged him to like. Again, I'm glad they tried something new. But the weakest part of your game is like the gym leader part of like the 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 tests of strength to move on to the next area. Like I it has been more I I got more of a thrill and I had more enjoyment trying to take down a level 40 Parasect when I was level 25. And it I it, I he the Parasect killed five of my Pokemon. All none of my Pokemon were above level 25. This Parasect was 40. I had it paralyzed. I and I I I was like I'm going to die here, but I really want to catch this. I threw a heavy ball. It broke out. It was fully paralyzed. It gave me one more opportunity to throw another heavy ball because the parasect had like two HP, and I caught it. And it felt incredible to do that. And I've heard that experience from other people where catching alpha Pokemon feel just as good as catching a shiny Pokemon. And I think. They've accomplished that, and I think that they like they figured it out. I think that catching Pokemon feels rewarding and feels good. I think the Alpha Pokemon are a great balance of challenge and give you a reason to catch something. And then you look at the Nobles, and you're like, "This is just a dodging puzzle." Like it just it seems like a disconnect out of what the rest of the game is. And yeah, there's only five of them. But they're supposed to be like these big keystone moments in the game, and they just fall flat. I mean, they are big keystone moments story-wise. Yeah. But gameplay-wise, things that I wished is I I thought there I thought there would be more chances to battle than there seemingly are. Uh, so far in the ones that I've done, the mm. message has only popped up once, which I'm like, okay, I I I wish. I wish it was a bit like Max Raid Battle Shields. Like, you get to a certain level and oh. the shield comes up. I wish that was got to a certain level. Now you battle. Go back. Now you battle. It's not. And I I don't look forward to noble battles. Like, I, it is a dexterity-based jumping, figure out the pattern thing, and the arenas get weird. It's fine. It, it, story-wise, I love them. Gameplay wise, I, I, I don't enjoy doing these things as a thing that I have to do in the game. But going back to what Steve said at the very beginning, right? 
the point of the game is to collect all the Pokemon so that you get to meet Arceus and hopefully he sends me home back to my comforts of the modern world. <laughs> Arceus is the worst right. Tinder date. He just is like, you, you swiped <laughs> but, right, get in. But right, the, the noble Pokemon, are, they are a story point. And they, yeah. they, they make it like not even a gate. I mean, just to be very clear for anybody who is afraid because of what people are saying, you, the, the, the noble Pokemon can kill you. And you literally get the option of start where I left off. So if you had yeah. thrown enough ramen packets to get it to like half rage, you start up your full health again, and it's at half rage. Yeah. So you just keep knocking yeah. it. So it's like it it is a story. Well, if it if is, they didn't do that, people would quit the game. Correct. It, well, and it's like, but so but it's not the key to like it's not right. key gameplay. It's like this is what Pearl Clan cares about. I. I the only thing is I wish it was more exciting. I wish there were more chances in the noble battles to actually battle with my Pokemon. I don't hate it. I also don't love it. I it is a it is a it is a boss battle mechanic that I just accept as like again they now, took if, the JRPG button and ranked it to eleven. It's, and it, this is it this feels is a like a a ten year old boss battle that like. Yeah, somebody played Ocarina of Time and was like, "Let's put that." Like, mm -hmm. it just it's mm -hmm. it just feels outdated too. Like, it feels like a a mechanic that was that was very popular in old action RPGs that we have moved past by this by this point. And I don't particularly love most action RPGs, with the exception of like Monster Hunter. They were they were a letdown. Uh, I I don't think it's sour again at the start of this. Podcast, this game is incredible. Like everything else makes up for it. The 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 mediocre graphics, and again, I think the graphics look good in some places. I think it falls incredibly flat in other places. Um, I think the graphics are a bit of a bit of a bummer. The sound is really good when it works. Sometimes like you just don't get music. Uh some it, sometimes you don't get music for a lot of the game where I'm mm -hmm. like I was in an area and music suddenly kicked on, and I'm like, "What? Ha what? Yeah, I, that's happening? what I was thinking. That this is the perfect game for Steve, since you always play with the sound turned off. I was like, "Well, there's no what? sound." I have put two thousand hours into Sword and Shield. I have never not played it with the sound off. I, you always I, used to I, complain about me playing with the sound on on my 3ds. There are, the, but the thing is, what I notice is when you go into stealth mode, it quiets the music down, and I'm like. Am I, is, is this my arc phone playlist? Why, why did I have to mute it to go silent? It's like a weird choice and I, the music doesn't work all the time. I thought I, I was literally surprised when music kicked in because I thought this was a musicless game. I, I have played every Metal Gear Solid, loved all of them. Uh, throughout you that hate stealth games. You, that's yep. Uh, it was very clear through every Metal Gear Solid. I very bad at stealth, um, but those games make it. Well, you you could play it stealthy or or not, and it's a little bit harder if you're not stealthy. It's what I said earlier. Like, it seems like the game is a cakewalk if you can stay in stealth, and it seems like every single part of the kitchen is on fire as soon as somebody sees you, um, and it's very hectic. I think that I think they accomplished stealth in this game actually pretty good mm -hmm. uh like it doesn't feel like tedious stealth 
it does feel rewarding for your patience. Like I would rather <laughs> I would rather wait in the grass for like 10 seconds to catch a Teddy Ursa than to f- make that Teddy Ursa upset and then be forced to battle it. Mm, I like, agree. Like I think I think it is rewarding for you to stay there and then once you get a little bit more complex and it's like if you do upset them, you can switch to like the spoiled apricorns you can nail the teddy ursa in the face switch back to the pokeball then throw it and then you have to go into the battle i think there is a lot of flexibility that the game gives you um which we haven't really talked about like i do think the game gives you multiple ways to play it uh up to the noble battle where you're kind of forced to play it one way and then back to like complete freedom again like it really gives you um that i think that's the word i would use it just gives you like flexibility you can kind of like go at your own pace if you just want to spend hours catching you can do that if you want to spend hours doing side missions if you want to spend hours just exploring if you want to reset for outbreaks if you want to look for distortions if you want to like farm materials like you can do so much but it does require you to like make that game plan which again not to compare to breath of the wild but that was very much breath of the wild you can either do the next mission or you could walk in a direction and figure out what's there. You can do this puzzle and you can do the next puzzle and you can do the next puzzle or you can um, look for Korok seeds, right? Like there, there was so many different things to do. And I do think like Breath of the Wild, the game, like in Breath of the Wild, if you never played it, you could, once you get out of tutorial, you could go straight to Ganon's castle and you could battle Ganondorf. You could skip the entire game. But the reason you could do that is because you were actually competent of how the game worked. You were good at the game and you had the skill set to beat Ganondorf right out of the gate. And I think the the alpha Pokemon are a really good sense of or a really good comparison of that example in Breath of the Wild. I was able to catch a level 65. What was it? It was like a Ursa ring. And I was only like level 35. But because I was like, I'm going to go into this, I'm going to agile style hypnosis, I'm going to um, send out this, which is I'm going to like uh, strong style into that, I'm going to then use these poke, like, and I was able to catch it. So it does reward you. Like, I don't feel like, oh, I'm suddenly overpowered because now I have this Pokemon 30 levels over because like I had the skill set to get it to begin with. If I have the skill set to get a Pokemon 30 levels above me, it's not the level that is the problem. Like, I, I, I have figured out the puzzle and I have the skills to do, go do it. So it's not like I'm getting gated by anything. Um, so I really, really like that about the game. And I don't think... I think they kind of started doing that with Sword and Shield of like, oh, look at these big, scary Pokemon. You shouldn't be able to fight them. And But I think I think they do it really, really well here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes it makes like finding Pokemon just exciting. I think we're out of time, though. <laughs> there's so much more to say i know uh well give us our pokemon of the week uh well we have two um from the previous two weeks so uh from two weeks ago it was man i hope i haven't lost track of time i believe it's the one that is uh unova pokemon professor's friend uh it's directly linked to the introduction of hidden abilities and it could learn the move dream eater at 41 but now it's at 44 because of fairy type moves it's sylveon muna there was no sylveon in unova 
It is Muna. Yes. I haven't listened to the other one, so I don't know. Why. Because Muna was, um, it, it's not, she's not a professor, but she's the other like researcher and she's researching yeah, dreams. Yeah. And then the, she uses the mist from Muna to open up the dream world. The and name? dream world Fennel. is where you would first get Pokemon with uh, hidden abilities. Fennel is the one. Fennel. Fennel. It's like Dr. Fennel. Yeah. And next week? All right, so then, well, no, so for last week, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg didn't listen. I have not Although, listened, so. Let me see if you can guess just from this clue, okay. Greg. While this Pokemon is pretty much the opposite of the big fish Pokemon and it doesn't evolve, it does share a composite feature with a Pokemon introduced in the Hisui region. Ooh, I actually think I know this. Well, you better get it right because Greg hasn't had a week to think about it. Is it wishy-washy? It is wishy-washy. Yeah, I was like, it sounds like wishy-washy. Because Big Fish Pokemon is Basculegion, which is made up of ah. the souls of all of the ones that didn't survive. And wishy-washy has the large form, which is made up of a bunch uh, of tiny wishy-washies put together. All right. Muna Shuffle, great. Muna Shuffle, uh, shiny, also great. <laughs> What's next what? week? All right, next week's. This Pokemon, whose pre-evolution had to be brought the farthest across the Pokey Earth to arrive in Hisui, has a new form that now has a type weakness to its compatriot that it originally was strong against. Okay, that's our episode. We covered a lot and very little in two hours, yeah. so... Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave a Ring comment below bell. of your favorite part of the game and your least favorite part of the game. That would be great. I would love to hear. I, I have heard from other people. They, they don't like the noble stuff. I've heard from people. They love the alpha stuff. That's how I feel. Um, I've heard for some people that they, 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 they are ignoring all the side missions. I heard some people love the story. Some people are ignoring it. I want to know what you think. So if you're watching on YouTube... Uh, leave that comment below. Your favorite, your absolute favorite thing about the game, your least favorite thing about the game. Uh, obviously, if you're if you're a Patreon supporter or if you're in our Discord, we already get your your opinions there. But uh, we will have another episode midweek, probably uh, talking about like middle impressions. I would consider this like first impressions of the game, and then we'll have a bonus episode for like middle impressions, and then probably next week we'll have a bonus episode for like final impressions. So instead of doing um, like five podcasts in a row, I think we're just going to do uh, like two more like pretty meaty podcasts for y'all uh, where it's like another two hour show. So you're just getting like bonus content this week. If you are a Patreon supporter, uh, Irene has been playing through the game. So we're going to do a bonus Patreon episode with her so you can hear her thoughts uh, and stuff. So it'll just me, me and her will mostly be her sharing her thoughts on this kind of game compared to stuff so that that'll be bonus for patrons i know we kind of missed uh, a bonus episode this month so we'll make it up with a uh, with with uh now that legends out we'll be able to make that up for going into february so thank you to anyone who supports on patron patreon will is at washing the sink greg is at the white wing i'm at dragging a lake you can follow the <laughs> pot there's no the oh sorry white wing the thy white wing as arceus would say um we will <laughs> be back later this week and then we will be back next monday uh if you want to follow on socials pkmncst pretty much on all socials uh, i will be streaming uh tuesday uh, monday tuesday on twitch 
taking off on Wednesday, and then we'll be back Thursday, Friday um, to do some more streaming. Um, so uh, hopefully by hopefully I'll get this game done. I'm I'm just having so much fun with it. So thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective, super hungry. We've been going long, and I haven't eaten breakfast yet. This show is supported by Patreon. A shout out to all our producers who support our show at a high level, starting with Steven, Sean, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jessica, Jacob, Ryan, Evan, Ryan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Smash, Gray, Dylan, Carlos, and Alvaro. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like your name read at the end of the show or you just want to support, it's super effective. You can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T or ISE.cash in order to support the show if you want to. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week.